All right, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Devo, and I'm really excited to have on the show today Indra Insler. He is a lifetime spiritual seeker and has been using astrology, and now he's using Enneagram. And he's been doing this for over 50 years. Is that right, Indra? And so he's yes. been around the been around the block a few times, and I'm really excited to bring him on the show today to talk about I thought we'd center the conversation, if you're cool with it, around finding your true north when you're making major life decisions, whether we're entrepreneurs or just humans in general. Every day we're faced with monumental decisions, whether it's as as parents, business partners, romantic partners. And I think, at least I'm speaking for present company, I think a lot of the times we make decisions and we have doubts around them. and, And that sort of that doubt and subterfuge gets in the way of our confidence around knowing, did we make the right decision? Was that, did I fuck up on that? Is that going to come back and bite me in the ass? And so you work with clients in, in, if, if I'm understanding correctly, helping them intuitively and instructively using spirituality, astrology, numerology, and Enneagrams to be very clear on on living their best life. Is that the best way of paraphrasing what you do? I don't know if it's the best way. It's a way. Well, tell me a little bit about you and, and sort of how you got to this space. Uh, how I got to this space, you know, step by step. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey of a thousand miles. You do it step by step. Um, I, I, I wanted to find something that was real in life, that uh, my parents had died and I uh, had the opportunity to explore whatever I wanted in my early 20s, 1970, when um, when all of this new age stuff was still relevant and still present, but very much newer and not so mainstream. And um, I just followed step by step what what felt right and what the direction to go. I lived in a spiritual community in an ashram for 20 years, and then I left that. I graduated from that and started traveling the world for 20 years until COVID. I've only been in the U.S. one winter since 1998. Wow. You just said... Um... Except for COVID. You just talked about how all of this self-awareness, self-awakeness stuff has become mainstream right now. Do you see that as an issue or do you see that as a benefit? Andrew, are you still with me? Hey, Andrew, you're getting, um, I'm, I'm not hearing anything you're saying. You keep freezing on the camera. Did you hear what I had asked? No. I didn't okay, hear you're back. I can hear you now. Okay, great. Welcome back. So we had some technical difficulties there. Um, yes, my audio was out in the beginning and your video was just out now. So what I asked is you mentioned a second ago that this idea of living holistically and spirituality and this sort of hippie mentality whatnot it's mainstream now it's everywhere literally everywhere and if you're on instagram or social media you see everybody propagating and how woke they are and how aware they are and all these sorts of things do you find that to be a hindrance to the idea of of what you're what you're teaching or do you find that to be a benefit Well, I, it's more of a benefit than it is a hindrance, but everything is neutral. And so it doesn't actually really matter. 
But I do find that uh, wherever you, wherever you go in the world, there's a yoga studio there now. Yeah. Um, l- tell me a little bit about that. What do you mean by everything is neutral? I, 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 let's not speak in ambiguity. So, w- what do you mean by that? Like it's, it's just part of the yin and the yang, the balance of things. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's ambiguous too. But I, I, I would say <laughs> is is that is that it's it's only the it's only the um, the, the brain, the, you know, the personality, you know, the the ego that that puts a value on something. Everything is is uh, spiritually, and I'm not trying to go. Uh, what do they call that? You know, wow, wow, you know. But everything is has a neutrality to it. That that being in the relationship. And being single, they're both good, and and they're just at different times. They have a different that they have a value. Is that when you're, when you're trying to find yourself, not being in that, that relationship can be very helpful. But if you're trying to find yourself, sometimes being in the relationship can be helpful. And so it's 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 not that everything is has a neutrality to it and it's only our own ego that puts a weight on it and and the the spiritual path is to is to let go of all of that weight to take it let go of the preconceptions and the expectations and the uh the desires and the uh you know in order to find a, a middle place where where everything is perfect as it is so let me rephrase that question because i was recently in sedona which is a hotbed of awoke and spiritual sure. people right and i was doing uh, i was doing some filming for a client and uh, on one of the events that i was at there was a, a bevy of yogis and woke people there and and they got into this really heated debate argument really over who was more woke than the other based upon the number of ayahuasca tree ceremonies they had attended and they were having an argument over who their what their animal avatar was and it was just it was just this like ridiculous conversation around who was more woke than the next and they were literally debating and trying to prove each other and my first thought was this is why spirituality and holistic and all these sorts of things get a bad rap sometimes because a lot of these people are they're they're just sort of posturing in some ways because my understanding of being woke and and being spiritual is that sort of stuff is you've you've dealt with your ego that sort of stuff you're 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 una, you're living unabashed but you're certainly not bragging about how woke you are and so i i guess i don't really have a question other than when i s- tell you that sp- it's a stage it's yeah. a stage so, so that's where i was this- going that is 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 that's where i was getting with my question is this mainstream idea of being woke is that a hindrance to the propagation of the whole idea of how we should actually be living our lives? Because people see that and hear these sorts of debates and they see it on Instagram and you're like, is, if that's what it's all about, I don't want I want anything to do with that. So it's a hindrance for some people and for some people it's a help because it in, it inspires them. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are more than three stages, but if the three stages, if we, if we decide, can discern three stages, they're, um insecure and and uh not accepting yourself then there's say the second one I, I heard insecure say the second one sorry you In, broke up no no it's one insecure and not asserting yourself mm-hmm. that would be the first stage 
Mm-hmm. And then they and then they come into themselves and they say, look, I'm really good. Look, I'm capable. Uh, look what I've done. And that's and that's a really good stage. I know you've got kids from listening to your podcast. And so, you know, at six years old, what they do, like the behavior at two years old, terrible, too. It's really it's a, it's 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 asserting themselves and it's really good for them to assert themselves. And then they need to learn to to to. Um, to find a balance. And so the second stage is, is egotistical and look how woke I am and look at what I've done. And then the third stage is I've done it, but who cares? You know, I'm just not attached to any of it. And, and, and I, I see myself as I am and I don't need anybody else to see it. So I'm assuming after 50 years of doing what you're doing, you're in stage three, which is non-attachment. Who cares? I'm doing my thing. You do you, I'll do me. Yeah, I mean, I am until you push my button. <laughs> what, what would push your buttons? What, what, does that con- what does that constitute? Uh, you know, my wife being sick, uh, being insecure, uh, not being able to do what I want to do, uh, uh, people not liking me, uh, no clients, whatever the triggers, you know, whatever your mm-hmm. core triggers are, whatever, whatever pushes your buttons, it, it's your own stuff. And that is what's going to trigger you into your, um, to your more to your less mature behavior and and it has value too because that's how we learn that's how we grow it's a it's a it's a it's a sine wave everything is a sine wave you know that it's this you know this sine wave ups and downs it's just the natural flow summer winter uh spring fall uh it's just the natural pattern of life it's good to hear you say that after 50 years of living this lifestyle and, and being who you are and a spiritual seeker and helping other people uncover their true North Star and all that, that you're still suffering from the human tendencies that we all suffer from. Because I, I'm, I'm not in any path of of, of noti- notoriety, but I, I noticed that my lifestyle and the things that matter to me today are not even close to what mattered to me, you know, 10 years ago or even three years ago for that matter. And as I continue to evolve, if you will, or become more self-aware, if you will, whatever the terms are, I noticed that, that my, my ideologies and my inspirations and the things that motivate me and even the things that trigger me, they still always sort of are kind of hovering around and I, I'm always falling back and getting offended by something. And it's like my ego is always getting in the way and I always have a choice in how I respond. Is there ever a point where, you you've mastered your response to things like that well you you then you get bigger tests there's always more tests the tests never end and so when you master uh there's a, there's a big stage I, I i i get the feeling that you're probably below 45 or 50 and there's a big stage in the 40s where we um where we're the where the the 20s and 30s is mostly about a developing ego and then there's a place where that doesn't work and there's a there's an exhaustion in 40s you're not young anymore and you're and your and your point of view is is changing and then in 50 you're in the 50s you're really happy to be on the back porch and rocking and you don't need to you don't need to do stuff so much. It isn't that you're not going to do stuff, but there isn't that need. It's not, it's not about what you do. It's the way you do it. And so as we, as we grow older, we, 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 we are, uh, we change, you know, and it's, and it's a beautiful process to, uh, to, to, 
to be in the flow of letting it go, it's a natural process. Just like death, you know, the 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 people that are the 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 death guides and they love that experience because it's it's such a natural process, just like birth, the same. We'll get into the topic at hand, but I have one more uh, comment in response to that. I'm reading David Brooks, um, The Second Mountain, right now. Have you ever read this book? No, never heard of him. It's it's really good. Um, he he's written this book, and he, it's called The Second Mountain. And the idea behind his book is that in our lives we we have two mountains. We ascend in our first half of our life, like you were just talking about, you know, up to thirty years old, etc. And and that whole ascension through the first 30 years of our life is based upon ego and accomplishing and and doing the best we can and seeking money and bigger houses and nicer cars and hotter partners or whatever it is like everybody has their own their own sort of um sure. cadence to that and then the second half which is the second mountain of your life you you descend and then you start the second quest which is realizing that community matters over individuality and spirituality and self-awareness and becoming more aware and awake and all those things. And, and he, and he's talking a little bit about in the first few chapters, I'm in about 10 chapters in, and he's talking about this first mountain and how we got there. And everyone's just based upon these personas of individuality. It's like everyone's out for themselves. And it's really interesting because I see those patterns in my own life. And I was having this conversation with a friend last night, how, you know, I graduated college and was like hell or high water. I was going to be the best possible person ever. I was going to make the most money, have the biggest house, have the hottest wife, drive the coolest car. And then at some point um, when I got laid off from all that and had no money, I was like, what the fuck was the point of all of that, man? Like, what was the point of the last 15 years of this quest of being the best? And then suddenly it's just gone. It just literally poof and it was gone. And so I feel like I'm starting to figure out how to find my second mountain right now. Nowhere near that, but at least searching for it. Do you agree sort of with that concept and in, in, in what you've seen in, in, in your 50 years that life sort of follows that, that ascension, then dissension, then back up to a second phase? Well, I would, yeah, I mean, I'd say that there's truth in that, but, but, uh, but you're, you know, like aggressive, assertive people they follow this flow, but there's a lot of people. I had a client uh, earlier this week and she's in her sixties and, and she's now, you know, she gets to a place where she says what I'm doing doesn't fulfill me. And she's very accomplished at what she does. And, and so she's not an assertive person and, and her, she may get more assertive now in finding herself in her sixties because, because all that she's done trying to, um, trying to be the peacemaker and trying to be, uh, 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 accompanying, uh, 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 being, um, accommodating to other people. It, it, it served her in uh in not having conflict in her life which was one of her personality goals but the other thing which she doesn't realize or she didn't realize is it didn't take care of her own needs and hmm. so she's getting more assertive not that she wants the hot wife uh or the money but but she wants a a, a level of peace she wants to find peace within herself and and in doing that uh, you know, that the, the she may become more, she's going to become more assertive. And so it, it, it doesn't, while, while those mountains exist, they aren't necessary. Not everybody is going to follow that flow. 
mm. uh, the same way. And some people are going to come in middle age. They're going to come into a place where they, 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 they decide to find themselves. You know, the, the, the think of the, the, the wife, the, the woman who, um, you know, her parents told her she need to get married. And so she went to college looking for a guy rather than a degree or a job. She went looking for a guy and then she wakes up at 42, 45 years old and realizes that this isn't really what she wants. And so she's going to then she's also maybe going to go up the second mountain, but the second mountain may be more egotistical and more and more self-driven. Uh, not as a 20 year old, but as a 40 year old, because because that's the part of life that she needs to do. So. So, yes, I do agree with it. But but there can be limitations and 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 different flavors of, uh, you know, the different flavors. Why we have a lot of the same rhythms and the same uh, challenges. There are different different flavors to to people. I can get on board with that. I appreciate that. And I, I think I might have misstated how David Brooks, the author, was stating those mountains. He wasn't necessarily assigning a numerological time gap to the mountains. It's more like how you described it. You were much more eloquent than I was. So in, just in a, before we jump into the material, if, if you were on an elevator and you had to drop your 30-second elevator pitch on who you are and what you do and what gift you bring to the planet, how would you state that? Who are you? What are you? Why are you? Uh, I had a teacher whose email was uh, nowhere, nothing. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, he was my teacher, you know, it wasn't my personality. But I mean, the thing is, is hmm. I'd probably be quiet the whole 30 seconds and just let and just let the being speak for itself. You know, I just, uh, you know, as I had a there's a famous teacher in India who's, of course, well passed on. But he said that uh, that I like to teach in silence. And if they don't hear it, then I use words. And so uh, and, and so at my point of view, I'd probably just be quiet and I really not have to say and not, not say anything and let the silence speak. Okay, so that aside, tell me a little bit about what you do and how you help other people, because <laughs> I still am going to get to that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm happy to do that, but you know, I, I, I I'm not trying to be difficult, but uh, but I'm in in I'm imparting uh, the wisdom of how I would react in the elevator. Uh, who I am, what I do. You know, what I do is, 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 is I don't do anything. I'm, I'm just open. I'm just, a, uh, uh, I'm open to sharing what comes up based on what people uh, draw out of me based on what they, what they say in my readings. I, I've been on the, as you say, I've been on the spiritual path 50 years. I've, I've found, uh, a, I, my, my approach is science and intuition. I use astrology. I use the Enneagram. I use modalities that are science-based in order to be able to place people in this life. And when I say place, it means to, to describe that you are nervous or that you are anxious or that you are egotistical or that you are, uh, you know, is people say to me, I want a relationship. And I say, no, you don't. And they say, yes, you're right. I don't. And so I'm in their in their life and uh i i uh, these these modalities have appeared in my life and they feel uh me and uh i um i share i share those to whoever comes into my presence 
Tell me a little bit about astrology and how you use astrology to help people find their North Star, their purpose. So the... so the thing about astrology is that there is there's a lot of confusion and a lot of bad energy in astrology. I use it to find the strengths and weaknesses of the of the planet. If the planet, uh, I believe that the astrology chart that the, where the planets are at our birth is a, it imprints us and it gives us a a understanding of who this personality is, not who we are, not the higher self, but who the personality is and the strengths and weaknesses we have for this, for this, uh, for this life. And so I use it as a map uh, to not to hold people in a place, but just for them to understand what they're, what they're dealing with in order for them to be able to get a a clarity, a, a placement, you know, you're lost in the woods and you get your compass and you get your, a signal on your cell phone and you can find your way out. And so that's, that's what I, that's how the modalities I use. That's what I, how I use them. That's how they are can used. I, can I break that down a little bit further, the astrology piece and, and as it pertains to personality. So I'm just a physical shell. I've been occupied by a spiritual entity that's living in this space right now. Right. That's, that's sort of same understanding. You and I. So have. that shell of course is a temple. Correct. And so the spirit or AKA personality that you're talking about. It, no, it, the personality it, is in the body. It's not uh-huh. in the, it's not in the essence. Okay. Explain to me the difference. So I understand. This. It's who we, it's who we think we are. It's not who we are. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a guide to help us um, navigate this life that, that, that we have these personality traits. And so we become uh, aggressive in order to get our needs or we become, or, or we're, uh, uh, you know, withdrawn in order to, in order to, uh, to draw into us what we like because we don't, we're not pushing forward. We, we have there are nine personality types. We need all nine because we're a social species, and we, and we need these different personality types in order to, to, to exist, to have societies in order to exist. But it isn't who we are; it's who we think we are. So personalities are not innate or they are innate or are they learned behaviors, these personality traits? Well, they're both. There's a conditioned part of it and there's a innate part of it. So I came to this plane from wherever I came from. And there's lots of theories about that, that we can take down a rabbit hole, but let's just assume I embody who I am. I'm, I, I take this human form. I'm born. Do I already have a set of principles and innate core personality characteristics at birth that I'm that I'm that I'm bringing to the table, or are all of those learned behaviors that I'm as I as I progress through life? Well, you have both. You have some that you bring with you. That's your higher self, and you have some that you that that are encompassed in the body, and that they are they are learned by your environment, and they are and, and I mean they are they are not learned, but but they are expanded on by the environment because of your own, uh, you know, your own uh, tendencies. And so, and so it isn't having a, having a, uh, a personality, having a, a, a feeling about what you want to do, having a, a, a way you are, isn't the problem. The problem is, is your attachment to that. Mm. So when you're doing astrology readings for people, you're taking both these innate and 
and learned behaviors that have that are now representing who they're the ethos of their personalities and you're giving them readings that are in alignment with explain that to me the the astrology part of it how does the astrology line up with my personality characteristics so let's let's just say that you have uh, mercury and sun conjunct somewhere let's say it's a 10th house so it's the career it's how people see you so two planets conjunct they go up together they go down together so on the high side sun is self-aware mercury on the high side is communication and so when you're on your high side then you're able to communicate from your sense of self-awareness but now on the low side when you get triggered then you go to low self-esteem and you get and you judge yourself and then you stop communicating or you communicate or you communicate uh, uh, with anxiety, you communicate in, in a releasing manner. You're not really communicating what you're feeling, but you're communicating and you're saying, I'm upset. And in that is a, a lack of self-esteem. And so, and so all I do is help people to see the strength of their, the strength and weaknesses of their, of the planetary, uh, positions that's not none of them are good or bad they just are in order to help them to to be more present in terms of when they get triggered to realize that they're going to stop talking that they're going to stop communicating and so if they if they realize that then they will when they get triggered they will they will push themselves into communicating and then that will push them into a, a higher self-respect is that clear yeah, I th I think so. So you're sorry, and I'm going to ask just really basic questions, banal questions, because I need to clearly understand. Sure. This. So your astrological alignment is obviously different than mine. Is, yes. I, I guess I'm not okay. So how do you how do you measure based upon astrological alignments of planets and where they are in their current state and time? How do you align that with the personality? I guess I'm not seeing that intersection. Or am I not? Am I not? I'm, maybe I'm not comprehending it properly. No, no, no. That's okay. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that it's an imprinting. Let Let me let me stop. It, let's take a back take back step. So let's use me as an example. So one of the things that I've really and I'm just going to be vulnerable. Uh, I'm pretty transparent about it. One of the things that I've really been focusing on in the last several years is I have financial scarcity. And even though I make a lot of money and I have a really successful life and I do a lot of good things, I've always had scarcity around spending money or spending money on myself to be um, be very specific. And I never really understood where that came from. So I started doing a lot of you know shadow work around it and realized that you know I grew up in poverty. I'm one of 12 kids. There's a whole bunch of reasons around that, things that are part of my contextual learning. But I didn't come to the planet with scarcity, right? I didn't come into this body with scarcity. How is my scarcity outside of just the context of these learned behaviors from, you know, what my parents did or what they didn't have or whatever? How do those characteristics align with my astrological chart? And how can I use my astrological chart to change that paradigm for me so that I can get rid of my scarcity using astrology or Enneagrams or numerology, et cetera? Is that a better way to ask the question? Okay, well, that's a big question. Um, I think that, that you may have come with some scarcities. You know, there there may there may not have been. It may have been, but it may not have been scarcity. It may have been that you that you uh, you make yourself small. It may be that you that you don't consider yourself worthwhile. There there may have been some tendencies. 
but but there it also can be that 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 you picked up it's like it's like in the family um all of your 12 brothers and sisters do they all feel that way I, I can't answer that. I, I've never actually had this conversation with any of them, so I don't honestly know. Okay. Well, I would suggest that you do, and I think you will find that some of them don't. And so it isn't really it isn't really about the upbringing. While you can relate it to the upbringing, you already had a, a whether you want to call it a samskar, which would be a previous life uh, experience with it, or whether you had uh, whether it's a it's a it could be a, a in astrology a cuspy a cuspy Jupiter, you know. So it's difficult for you to expand. Cuspy means it's at the edge of the house, and so it's it's vulnerable. And so when you go to expansion, then you feel a, you feel a vulnerability because your your planet wasn't in the middle of the of the of the house and you you know this because you understand astrology but i'm still trying to get how do you bridge that gap between my scarcity and where the planets are and why is my why is my interpretation of reading reading of that different than yours might be well uh experience uh is part of it uh I would say that um, well, it's a hard question. Uh, uh, let me put it this way: that um, I can't tell you what's going on, but I can look at the chart and I can tell you that from my experience, the people that have, let's just say, this cuspy Jupiter, they have challenges. Uh, in expanse in ex- to be to be expansive and and so it, it will inf- it will influence all of their life and they won't i mean all parts of their life and they won't really notice be able to notice the difference uh in, in the in the little things like uh, like they, they they may say well no i'm expansive and then i say well how many different foods do you do you like to try new foods no i don't Oh, okay. Well, there's an expansion that you're not really very expansive. And it's like, how much have you traveled? Well, I don't really like traveling. Okay. Well, you're not very expansive that way either. And so, so when we, when we go into it deeper, we can find some commonality that at first, um, you know, quite often people will say, well, no, I don't, I say, well, this is what I see. And they say, well, I don't, I don't feel, see that. I don't feel that way. And then I go into it a little deeper and they say, oh, you mean that? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I agree with you. So, so we have to go a little bit further in in order to to get the common language going on. So are the charts, the astrological charts, are they infallible? Are they infallible? Uh, what a great question. Um, I mean, everything, nothing is in, I mean, they can be, they can, be, they're not infallible, but the chances are, is that if, when it doesn't line up, then it's usually either the birth, the wrong, then it's usually the the wrong birth time. So if, so if, if the infallibility exists and the issues that I'm experiencing are unsolvable based upon the fallibility of the readings the interpretation of is that i've arrived here at the wrong time and this is a a, a wasted life and i just have to start no no you can you can overcome all of it that the the stars incline they don't compel that that you can overcome all of it and that and the point of the reading is to give you the knowledge of what is going on in order for you to realize that oh everybody feels this way and oh everybody can see it and 
oh, uh, yes, I, I have to be more sensitive because whenever I expand again, cuspy Jupiter, for example, that whenever I expand, that 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 if I'm feeling insecure, then I then I keep myself small, and that um, you you learn to. Um, you know, you look like a sportsy guy. So, you know, you can learn to throw the pitch better. You know, when you're 12 years old and you try to throw a curve, you don't throw it very well. But by 15, perhaps you throw it better. And at 18, your college coach, coach, coach teaches you something. And then it's like it was never a problem. You forget it was a problem. And so and so this is growth is, is that nothing stays the same, that that that, that we, we come. It's a everything's a spiral. We keep coming back to the same the same challenges, but we come back to it with more wisdom and, and less uh, and less ego, you know, less need for things to be a certain way. So my interpretation of that is that the stars are potentiation and there are, there are multiple iter- iterative interpretations that you can make, make about that potentiation based upon where I am contextually in my life. Well, you could you could get a hundred astrology readings, and you and then they may be nothing alike. I mean, they may say some things in common, but the readings themselves may be nothing alike because the astrologers aren't alike. So, how would I know which one is true and which one is accurate? So you're getting to your true north question, and so the way that <laughs> that's a roundabout the, way, but I was slowly wheedling into your mind. <laughs> I'm starting to pick up on you a little bit. I'm actually starting to understand a little. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm hope that I'm not being uh, uh, difficult. The thing is, is that that I don't really exist in in linear too much. Very, uh, mm. very. I don't exist in linear very much anymore. And so, mm. I, I there is no there is no one way. There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. And so, uh, the 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 teaching is that there to live in this middle space where there's incredible comfort. It's the it's the you know what makes music is the rest. Hmm. R-E-S-T-S. My old ego would have been offended by that linear statement, but I'm not because <laughs> I, okay, well, I completely accept it. I, my, I, this is no, why I wanted this is why I wanted you on the show because I'm fascinated by this stuff and I can't quite make sense of it because I have had readings before from multiple people and they're always dramatically different and I can never understand how can one person tell me X, another person tell me Y, and then the third person tell me ABC, and I'm like they're completely uh, misaligned. So where do I find the truth in those statements? So the, where you find the truth is in your gut. You don't find it in your head. And so I don't make a, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, I realized that I don't make any decisions with my head. It's not about pros and cons. It's not about figuring it out. It's just about the, the gut feeling, you know, do I want a salad or do I want a burrito? You know, do I want to, do I want to go for a walk or do I want to go to bed? And so uh, take a nap. And so the, 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 the answer is, is what is in the gut is what do I feel? It's not trying to figure it out because it doesn't really matter because if I have the salad or I have the burrito, fine. You know, the burrito is in this, is in the, you know, you get a tostado and you got the salad and the burrito. So it doesn't, those questions don't really, I don't need to figure out the answer. I just need to feel the answer. And so the, the, the true North is to, is to get the mind quiet in order to feel the gut. 
So I, I appreciate that premise, but that I want to go back for a second on your analogy. So that's all good and well. I can eat a burrito or, or a sandwich, and, and that's great. There's no harm done. But when trying to figure out my North Star as it pertains to relationships and my business and where do I take my where – do, where do I go next? And I was just having this conversation with my business coach. You know, I have so many ideas of so many great things that I would like to accomplish before I leave this planet. And – my problem is, is that I'm trying to do all of them all the time. And so we're working on like niching down and we're, we're focusing on one thing. So if I was working with you and I was having this conversation with you and I was like, Indra, I want to do, I want to open up a coffee shop. I want to move to Brazil and I want to work with the indigenous tribes there. I want to run my branding business over here. And I'll, also I want to do soccer coaching because I love coaching, but I have no idea where to start. How would you use, if I was your client, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but if I was your client, how would you use your modalities of astrology to help me figure out my gut and my intuition using your astrology and my contextual intuition to figure out where I should be focusing my energies right now? Well, I, I mean, it's a little difficult without looking at the chart. But what I would what I would say to you is, is what's the what's the most important, you know, that you can have all those desires for all of them. But what's the one that's at the top of the list? What's the one that really strikes you the most? And I would start there and then the rest of them will come. I'm really motivated by helping people. Truthfully, I'm, I, I'm, I say that with um, utmost honesty. I've always been in the space where, and and I I've, I I used to think that I was just giving too much of myself, but I I like helping people. I like connecting people. I like helping people grow their, grow their businesses. I, I genuinely get a, a thrill out of seeing other people's growth. And so I, I've noticed that in my career, I've kind of stepped into that space where I'm kind of doing things that are helping other people. But I'm not sure if that's my North Star. So how would astrology help me figure that out? Well, again, if I, I need to see the chart to see what is the, the, the cause. But the thing is, is that I don't believe you can help anybody. I mean, you can't, you can't, control, you can't control anybody. You can hardly control yourself. And so <laughs> it's not you that's doing it. You know, it's divinity. It's the system that's doing it. It's not you. And so I've learned to let go of this me. And then in the in the in the me doing it and in the me doing it in the letting go of that, then things just happen. Hmm. So it, without reading a chart, could you just sort of tell me a little bit about if, if I did reach out to you and I said, hey, here's my issues and I'm, I'd like to use, consult with you to help me kind of figure out my, my battery of ideas and how do I isolate them? How would that process work with you? Oh, okay. So what happens is people write me and they and they you know for an appointment and i like to i don't do a calendar because the appointment starts as soon as they write me and we go back and forth and they'll say i want to do this i want to do that and i can look at the chart and i can see already exactly why they're uh feeling that problem you know that while that while it's a concern i know what it's coming from and so then i know what the healing is without knowing what they what where it's coming from um that's how I can use the astrology. It's like an x-ray. So like your hand hurts, you fell in your hand, your, your arm hurts. And so the doctor, so you say to the doctor, is it broken? And the doctor says, let me check the x-ray, you know? And then he says, yep, it's broken. And so the, the, the astrology is an x-ray. It's neither good nor bad, nor right nor wrong. It just shows us where your planetary energy is. It shows us the positions that the planets are in. It shows you what they're, what, which planets are conjunct. They're together in a house. It shows, 
photos. They're, they're, they're the sign that it's in, which is a, which is a, an, an indication of how strong or weak the planet is. And I, I use them as indicators in order to, um, in order to get to the root causes of what's what what your feel what your feelings are what what you're what you're dealing with in your life and so the the, the process is is both the same and different for everybody and uh, the process is to look at the chart and to give them feedback but but depending on whether they're you know if they're an assertive person I might go right forward and say look you need to let go of this and if they're a withdrawn person I might you know I might be inclined to to uh you know be a little slower about it and 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 work my way up to it and 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 get them to agree that um that changes need to be made maybe they don't maybe they don't want to make any changes you know they want the outside world to change not the inside world and so and so you you kind of deal with people differently even though uh and you and you deal with your business your coaching clients differently even though they may um, they may be asking the same questions, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, do you do these services that you offer to clients? Are these recurring sessions that I would have with you, or are these just one offs, or is that just based on individual? Individual. There are people. There are people. The people who who are just curious. I don't usually hear from them again, but there are people, there are a few select people who come back and I work with them. I had this reading, I, I gave a reading to a lady yesterday. I, I gave her a reading. I probably given her six readings in four years and, and one was eight months ago. And she kind of asked me the same questions, but she, but she could hear better this time than she did eight months ago. And she needed, she's, she's like, you. she's the perfect client for what you were just saying. She's uh, insecure and, 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 and have difficulty difficulty trusting and she needed to hear it all again and and that's what I give to them but uh but it isn't uh I haven't been so aggressive in setting up a plan and here's what you need to do and you need to sign up for this and you need to do that I don't do any of that it's not a it, it's not my point of view and it's not it's not what I really want to do uh it's not that I don't want to do that. It's just that I'm not so much at my age I'm not so much into promoting the clients are sent it isn't, it isn't, I need to do a little advertising because I need to express myself, but the clients mm -hmm. get sent. It's not, it's not my doing. They, they just come when it's the right time. When the, there's a person that feels, uh, I had another client this week. Um, she heard me, uh, she found me at a, at a metaphysical, at a, at a unity type church that I went to, and it must've been six years ago. And this lady waited six years before she wrote me and said, I want a reading from you. I found you at this place that you had gone to. And, and the stories are unique, even though they have similarities and, and people have a lot in common. The stories are unique and the patterns are unique and how we handle them and where they want to go. Some people will come back to me within two weeks and or two months or and, and sometimes two years. And some of them I never hear from again. And they're, and they're not in a none of them are inappropriate because it's all based on what it is that where they're at and, and how I can serve. Uh, how I, how they can be served and what they're ready for. Makes sense. So if I were coming to you, what would I be walking away with if I was using doing an astrology reading? And I want to get into Enneagram in a second. 
uh, explaining that to okay. what the process is. But if I were working with you, what would I walk away with? What would I know? How, how what, what would my sense of clarity be around? You would know. Um, you would know more about your personality. You would know how you react. And, and and let me let me go back that the that the full reading that what I do what I call the full life reading is three different modalities. I give you three different perspectives on yourself. The the enneagram you want to get into the enneagram are your core triggers. The the astrology are your strengths and weaknesses, and the wheel of totality are your deficiencies or blind spots. And by the time you go through all of that, you have an incredible amount of data in order to, to place yourself in this life, in order for you to be more responsive in the moment to whatever happens in your life, whatever reactions, whatever joys, whatever uh, frustrations and difficulties you have, you're going to be able to be more present with your response to whatever's happening in your life. So that's what I meant earlier about potentiation. So you're not necessarily giving me, you're not the Oracle. You're not giving me my end all. You're telling me, this is what I see in terms of your potential. These are the things that are your triggers. These are your opportunities that you could potentially step into based upon your personality, the context, both given and innate. And it's up to you now to sort of step into that space. Well, yes, of course, because I can't do any, I can't do, I can barely do it for myself, let alone for you. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's basically about surrendering and letting go and being opened. Well, I guess where I'm going with that question is my future North star isn't necessarily fixed. Like I might continue being a branding strategist, but I also might continue to, at some point, open up a school for children. The The idea is that my personality has options and opportunities and based upon the alignment which is you're using to read my personality this is my these are my potential or my opportunities that i could potentially step into did you freeze or something yes yes i don't normally i mean i can i can i don't normally tell people what to do i mean i can if i if i have a strong in inclination i will give it to them but it doesn't actually matter when or what you do you know it it and it and it may be like you say it may be that you may i, I was talking this lady i was talking with yesterday is a is a cmo a marketing director for uh, a company for an engineering company and she's about to go to chicago and close a 50 million dollar deal and she wants to be a therapist and uh isn't that beautiful you know she wants to go from big ball to small ball and yeah. and 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 there's no right or wrong in that you know but i mean the thing is is that it's always made sense to her it's about having the uh, assurance and confidence within herself that it's the right thing and she wanted assurance and i said to her she gave me this word assurance and i said okay so you don't you don't feel confident so you want assurance but i also felt that there was a part of approval in assurance and mm -hmm. and and so there is a there's like a she needed permission part. like yeah, she needed permission permi mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That they needed permission. Yes, exactly. And it, it could be approval. It could be permission. She needed to know it was the right thing. She needed to know. She she talked about it on the divine level that this is what, you know, God wants me to do in a sense. But it isn't really about that. It's that it's 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 that um, it's that she ended up by saying that she really has led two lives. The one life mm -hmm. is 
the, the, you know, getting married for the parents and going to college for the parents. And the other life is the one she's beginning to become aware of at 45 is, is what she really wants to do. Her second mountain. Yes. In a sense, her second mountain going back to her, her core feelings of what she was as a, as a, as a, as a young child, when she would, before she uh, uh, felt overwhelmed by the world. So last question on this, then I, then I want to hear about totality will and Enneagrams. But is there ever a moment when I come to you and I say, hey, I've been doing this, settling $50 million contracts for the corporate world, but I want to become a therapist. And then when you read my astrology, you're like, dude, you not you don't have the personality to be a therapist. Do you say that to the clients or is that is that a misnomer? That That's not a, that's a non-plus that couldn't happen. I'll say it if I feel it. So, but does, has that ever situation ever occurred? Uh, sure. I don't know that it's occurred around therapists, but uh, relationships, you know, mm -hmm. you know, relationships is, is always a big issue. And, and I, I, you know, like people that have an empty seventh house and I won't go to how I get there, but people that have an empty seventh house, relationships aren't that important. And so the people, the people, it's more, more women, but the, the women say, well, what about relationship? I say, it isn't very important to you. And, 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 and some of them will come back and say, you know, you're right. It isn't that important. And I've had other people fight it a bit. And, and so, you know, I don't say that as a, you shouldn't have relationships. I'm not saying you won't have relationship. I'm just saying it's not that important to you. And, 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 and you're, and, and, and uh, sometimes the relationship can be your job. Your relationship can be your, your, your relationship with the world. It's not this one-on-one -on -one intimate partnership relationship because it's not, it's not in the cards. It isn't that it isn't necessarily that you can't do it. It isn't that you won't do it. It isn't that you haven't done it. It's that it doesn't really serve your highest purpose. Mm -hmm. I, I understand. My linear thinking has come full full circle. So we spent the, a good half of the hour trying to get, get my comprehension level. So thank you for breaking that down for me. As it <laughs> pertains to Enneagrams and will totalities, tell me a little bit about those if we can in the last 10 minutes of our show. Sure. So the Enneagram, there's nine, uh, there's nine, and Enneagram uh, comes from Greek, that the word comes from Greek, it means nine sided figure. And the, the teaching is that there are nine personality types, there are nine uh, ar archetypes of personality. And I believe it is the teaching that it is the, the, the these nine types uh, have the power to uh, to help us to recover from the two to 5,000 year Judeo-Christian te uh, teachings that have been passed down from generation to generation. All the stuck, uh, limited thinking has been passed down to us from generation to generation. And the Enneagram has the ability to be able to once, so, so the teaching is that one of these points is at our core. And it's the and it's the it's the lens that we use to navigate life. And when we understand that lens and we understand our core, then we're able to let go of our our own opinions and let go of the of the compulsions. It isn't that the personality traits with, will change. It's that that the compulsions and the obsessions are released. So these nine personality types, and I just pulled them up so I could have a conversation. There's the reformer, there's the helper, there's the achiever, there's the individualist, there's the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. So you're using a combination of astrology, personality uh, notations like the Enneagram offers, and then the 
totality wheel to do all of the modalities that you practice with with clients that's right and i use other i i, I use some other things occasionally and uh, to, to 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 bring in viewpoints to 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 help for clarity but but i basically have found for whatever reason these these modalities have, have appeared to me astrology was given to me 50 years ago the enneagram i started almost 25 years ago and the wheel of totality was given to me by spirit about eight years ago and and i believe this one you know think about this one here with your linear linearness is that um that they they came to me when i was ready that they were initiation and and Mm. uh that in um i believe it was 2021 I started doing two different uh, modal astrological modalities, two different kinds of uh, different aspects of astrology that I knew about for 25 years, but I never felt drawn to until in 2021, all of a sudden the two are just so that they understand what I'm saying is location astrology and the Navamsha chart, which is a very, which is who we become. And I knew about these 25 years ago, but I never felt called to do them. Uh, to to study them, but all of a sudden in 2021, I felt uh, called to, and I've added them to my practice, and they have expanded my practice tremendously. Expanded in the sense of, uh, well, expanded in the sense of giving me more to to share with people, but also expanded in in my own understanding. But I wasn't ready for these until this particular time. That's the way that I feel that they were given to me as an initiation when I passed certain certain tests of maturity and and be able to handle these tools. That's, that's the way I look at it. I know that may be a little woo-woo, but that's the way I look at it is that I don't feel 75 years old. Why did I waste my time? I feel like like now I was ready and I don't feel a, a negativity in that. I actually feel a, a, the, the beauty of it. It, it kind of, if anything, it makes me cry, not, not be sad. I mean, uh, tears of joy, you know, the beauty of it rather than the pain of it. When the student is ready, the messenger rises. That's right? it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So absolutely. this will of totality in our last five minutes here, how does the will of totality work? Can you explain that high level for me? Sure. So the will of totality is that each house has awareness. But I believe that if you don't have a planet in that house, then that awareness is a blind spot. And in astrology, they say for empty houses, they say, well, it's got a ruler. And I say, which which could be halfway across the solar system. And I say, well, that's great. But if you want, you're having an operation, do you want the doctor there or do you want him on Skype? There is no energy in the, it has a ruler, you know, it's like a landlord, you know, it has a, it has a landlord, but it's an absentee landlord. And the fact that it has a ruler, a landlord, it doesn't matter. There's no energy in that house. And so, and so these these uh, awarenesses in your empty houses, we don't start working on those until we're 50. And when I go through them with people and I go through the ones they have, they, they have this sweet smile of, oh, that isn't very hard. And I say, well, look, the ones you have, they're not hard. You have those, you have planets in those houses. So that awareness isn't hard for you. But when you get to the empty ones, it's a lot harder. And so what, so what are these awarenesses? The first house is 
discovering who you really are. So if you have a planet there, then you have an ability to discover who you really are. And if you don't have a planet there, then then discovering who you really are is hard. And, and it takes a lot of effort for you to be able to discern your own identity in order then to be able to let it go. The second house, I won't give you all of them, but the second house is duality. So if you have a planet there, then you can live in gray. And if you don't have a planet there, then you tend to live in black and white, which means that you that you limit your thinking and that you can be judgmental and you can be, you know, your kid says to you, I want to go over to Sally's for the night. And you say the first thing you say is no, that's your limited thinking. Rather than the fact is uh, that um, I had this with the client. We had a 113 degrees out here one day in California uh, about a month ago, and and her kid wanted to go over to uh, to her play with her friend, and she immediately, you know, she said no, and I said. Uh, you know, the thing is that they're going to play inside at the house. Sure, the 113 degrees is a lot of degrees, but, but you know, the, the kid's going to play inside and it's this black and white thinking that makes us kind of, you know, say no and then, you know, and then and then say, oh, well, yeah, maybe, you know, gray. Yeah, maybe it'll work out. And so so, you know, I mean, uh, if you wanted more time, I could go around the whole wheel. But this is the way that it works is to is to give people the blind spots to help them to understand. It's just another level and another deep way. It's a very that the show at the fairs that I do, they, they get the wheel of totality reading and they say, whoa, that's deep. And I say, yeah, that's what I'm interested in is is taking you deep. And, and so it gives us an opportunity to see wh where are the blind spots? What aren't we good at? What is the, where do we need growth? Not the growth that we can see, but the growth that we can't see mm -hmm. that we're going to work on later in life. The potential. Do you, the, the fact that you're using these three modalities and that you've intermeshed them, is that unique to you or are other people in your space operate the same way? No, I'm pretty unique. Uh, the, the, the Enneagram world doesn't like astrology. The astrology world doesn't like Enneagram. The Wheel of Totality is a, is a modality. Maybe somebody else in the world is using it. I doubt it. It was given to me by spirit. And uh, It's fascinating that you found a way to utilize all three because, like I said, I've had readings done in the past. And, you know, they were very strict in, in the regimen that they employed. And I've never met. And I think this is what fascinated me by you is that you have different techniques that you have melded together to create sort of like your own, your own, your own, your own sort of customizable plan that you use. So it's pretty cool. Well, I would say that 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 is me. You know, the thing is, is that I was mathematical as a child, and I and I and I liked the idea of of I liked the idea of systems only to make understanding, not to be stuck in the system and to be systematized. Because I I don't basically do the astrology that I do is not un, is not really understandable by other astrologers in the sense that I, that what I do is completely different. And most of the astrological tools, I ignore them. I mean, I I studied them. But I don't find I find them to be noisy and distractions. I don't find them to be going to the truth. What I am trying to do with 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 these modalities is to wake people up to who they really are. And so and so I'm not interested in showing you how much I know about astrology. I'm interested in using in in communicating to you whatever it is that you need to know in order to help you to wake up to be who you really are. So I'm just going to put your website up here on the screen just so that people can find you. Um, it's IndraInsler.com. Is that correct? Uh, no, you got that's a, not correct. You're missing. 
Yeah, you're missing an R before the I, the second I. Rinsler. Oh, sorry, forgive me. Now I got it. So it's Indra. If people want to find you, it's indrarinsler.com, right? Yes, and uh, you, I didn't say you put it up again. I don't know, maybe you did. Uh, it's going to come up right now. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, so and you're also on social media? Uh, Facebook. I have Facebook. a YouTube channel. So the best way, if someone wanted to, if someone listened to our podcast and wanted to get in touch with you, what would you prefer? Just going straight to your website? Yeah, email. Okay, okay, great. Or, Andrew, or this has been... I know we only touched the tip of the iceberg on this conversation, so I appreciate you dumbing this down for me and, and letting me sort of into your world. It's <laughs> fascinating. It's just simply fascinating. I think I would actually like to take you up on, on your offer and maybe explore a little bit of this with you and just experience it firsthand. So I'll be reaching out to you afterwards. I, I'm just fascinated by great. it. And the fact that you're um, doing Enneagram and the other modalities, which I've, I've had some experience with, and but I've never had them as a, as a triad before, and I'm really curious to see what, what what you come up with. So that'd be great. I think that uh, people that uh, have had astrology readings find mine to be completely different, and 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 a lot of astrologers, and I don't want to get, I know you want to end, but a lot of astrologers will 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 put fear in people, and they, and they'll and they'll turn them off to astrology because they're. They're trying to infuse them with what they know. And I'm not trying mm -hmm. to infuse you with what I know. I'm trying to infuse you with who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've had some, it's interesting. I've been doing, uh, I've been doing readings for, I guess, probably 20 years. I've had various different readings and, and they're all so markedly different, but there is a, a, a underlying element of fear in a lot of them. That's very interesting that you say that. So, yeah, I don't want to end the show, by the way. I could talk to you for several hours, but in the essence of time, I try to keep the shows about an hour. Um, tell me, you have a couple of gifts that you want to offer our listeners. Is that correct? Absolutely. That I want to offer to everybody. We've talked about these things. The, the, the two are a free Enneagram test. It takes about five or ten minutes. It's a, it's a, it's a, a paragraph test, and you, you kind of decide which one is you. Um, if you write me at, uh, Indra Rinsler at gmail.com, or if you go through the website and write me, I will send you the test for free. It's like I say, it's five or 10 minutes test. That's the first offer. The second offer is that I will give you your astrology chart. Your, it's a Vedic astrology chart, the astrology of India. It's not a Western chart. It's a Vedic chart. It's not a reading. I will send you the chart and I will send you a little bit of information, about how to read it, you know, how, what, what it means, not so much what it means, but, but how to interpret, how to begin to work with the chart. And I need, in order to do that, I need three pieces of information. I need the day, the date you were born. I need the time you were born and the place you were born. And then I will send you your, your chart. And that's a free, again, that's a free offer. Write me at the Indra Rinsler at gmail.com. Or they can go straight to your website and contact you and do the same thing, correct? Absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. I really appreciate that. It's very generous of you. Indra, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us today and breaking that down. I'm fascinated by what you do. And I think I'm having experiences firsthand, whether you're uh, whether you're a business owner or you're in a romantic situation or any anything that has some impact um, based upon the decision that consulting people like yourself to sort of tap into that inner guidance, that inner intuition, inner spirituality of that we all possess 
innately is is a very strong um, strong way to go about finding your North Star. So I appreciate you guiding us through that today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. All right, brilliant. We'll see you around, and I will be in touch with you. So that was a fascinating show. I I, I hope that um, I hope that my questions were um, appropriate in a sense that I'm trying to get an understanding that you know if I don't understand it, I'm assuming that other people don't as well. And I I don't have a lot of exposure to this sort of stuff, but I do know a few people that operate in this space. And and every time I have conversations with them, I'm blown away at the amount of information that exists out there in the universe that just because we don't have any context for it yet doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or it's not real or it's woo-woo or whatever it is. And 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 the fact that um, we're exploring that on the show is really important to me. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. I hope you broke it down well, well enough so you can understand it and get some benefit. And I did mean that. I am going to actually reach out to him on a separate phone call and um, utilize his services. If you want to check him out, it's indrainsler.com. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show today. I know you have choices when it comes to podcasts. There are millions of them literally out there. So the fact that you chose this time and space to listen to my podcast, I'm honored and pleased with that. And if you have any comments, please comment below. I always respond to all of my uh, my messages. And don't forget to uh, write us a review because that's how we keep the show going. Thank you for your time. As always, find your North Star. If you do, you'll find it you'll find that you're living a much more purposeful life with a lot more clarity and joy, which should be the word of the day, finding clarity and joy. Thank you, everyone.